Alright, so, Tokyo Revengers. I finally bit the bullet. I finally thought to myself that, alright, fine. I'll watch this anime, I'll see what it is all about. Why is it so hyped? Why is it selling so... much? Like, literally millions. Tens of millions. And I was like, let's see what it has to offer. My expectations actually were not that high, by the way. Because I was thinking that, okay, this is probably an overhyped kind of thing, people like it now, maybe it'll pass, fine. So before I watched I was like, okay, where do I find it? Do I go to Crunchyroll? Do I go to... I don't know, does it... does HBO Max have this thing? They had Jujutsu Kaisen, and dubbed, by the way, which I love. So I said that, okay, let's see. And turns out, yeah! They had it, the full season, dubbed. Real good dub, by the way. And I was like, fine. I wanted to watch Arcane, but this came up. So I watched it. And, uh, <laughs> oh boy. How do I even say this? Guys, Tokyo Revengers is not, I don't know, the best thing ever or something. Like, I have my own thoughts of the manga and everything that happened in the manga so far, and by the way, by the way, I just think that they're dragging it at this point. Like, this is a beaten horse at this point. Let it die. Finish it. It's just way too long at this point, but that's because of the story. Now I'm going to talk about the first season. So, what is it about? Why am I saying that this sucks, probably? Here's the thing. Tokyo Revengers is a story of a young adult, based, not an actual young adult, of an adult, at that point he's an adult, who is basically watching TV and finds out that, holy crap, the girl I loved in middle school died. So did the brother. Why? So then, his life is like, why did this happen? I have done nothing with my life. I have done nothing useful in my life. And now, the someone who I loved, someone who I knew many years ago, is dead. So, then, what happens is that, you know, he's at the training station and, you know, somebody just pushes him and is like, oh, oh no, I'm dying! And suddenly, he's, well, basically, somewhere else. Then he goes into, you know, uh, now into the past, apparently, and he thinks that, okay, I'm reliving my memories because I was supposed to die. And he later finds out that, okay, this is not a memory, this is pretty much real. I'm feeling things that are not possible. What the hell? Turns out, he actually traveled in time to 12 years ago, that day. So, he finds that out and then uh, talks to a certain character and tells them that, yeah, you know, you and somebody else are gonna die. And the guy's like, what? He says, yeah, I, I'm from the future, bitch. You're gonna die. And the kid is like, okay, are you crazy? He's like, no, I'm serious. And the kid's like, okay, I believe you. And then say, okay, let's shake hands. Keep your, you know, sister, you know, uh, close. Don't worry about it. And he goes back to the present time, and one of them's alive. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so. It has a weird story. The story basically boils down to this. This guy, Takemichi, can time travel by shaking hands 
with Naoto, he, the brother of his girlfriend back in middle school. By doing this handshake, he can travel 12 years in the past and he has a mission to save his girlfriend who died. And he has to change the past to make sure that never happens again. And honestly, at first you're like, okay, I'll bear with you. It has an interesting premise because immediately they show an alternate timeline and you're like, okay, so what's going to happen? Then he's like getting ideas from Naoto saying, okay, Naoto, what do I do? And he's like, bro, you gotta do this to change the future. And he's like, sure. Then he thinks, there's no way I can do that. And that's the whole premise. He wants to change the past. He wants to try and fix things, but it's not that easy because obviously he has to do some things that are pretty much impossible for him at that point. He has to be someone who he's not and do many things. But uh, the thing is about this series is that it has a lot of issues, right? The first issue being that the protagonist is just like a mixed bag. Sometimes you're like, dude, I support you. You're a good guy. And sometimes you're like, oh, for fuck. Dude, stop. Like, that's the thing with this character. The protagonist is not as... And I understand that this might be nitpicked that most of you will be like, <laughs> you know, the character you like is like this as well. But no, the protagonist in this story cries way too much. Look, I know that his nickname is even Crybaby Hero, but come on. If you even read the manga, you're just gonna be like, how much water do you have in your body to be able to cry this many times as much as possible? How? How much water do you drink per day? How is it possible? And while this is a time-traveling story, it does get weird at times, but not in a bad way. But the thing is, the whole mission is just this. Change the future so there can be a perfect one. But every time something has to happen, like something that obviously makes you, makes the you know story continue so you can continue reading or watching. And uh, season one is fine. Season one actually has a lot of storytelling and character building and, you know, many things actually, a lot of setup. And it works really well. You get to know many different characters, their motivation, why they're doing this, um, who, what's the relation, relationship to this character, for example, um, what's this character's secret, all of that is really good. But the thing is that Tokyo Revengers is just like, you know, a bunch of twists that just keep on coming without any basic, you know, interest from viewer. Sometimes you're just like, okay, so am I supposed to be interested? And that's it. That's exactly it. Like they do a twist and you're like, okay, uh, should I be, should I be like shocked? All right, fine. <gasps> Next one. And it happens. Next one. And next. And sometimes, you know, especially you know, like in the manga, I'll do a separate review for that on Anime Talk if you're interested. If you want to read the manga as well. But the thing is that the first season at least feels like at times it's actually directed really well to the point that you're like, okay, that's well done. It actually gave me shock. But other times you're just like, no, no, it didn't work. Because, you know, it gets predictable. Like, you're like, yeah, definitely, this is gonna get screwed up. You're like, yeah, told you. That, you, you go to the next scene, something else, they're like, yeah, definitely, something's gonna happen that actually makes it good. And you're like, 
Yeah, told you. They're like, yeah, they're definitely just teasing us. It's not gonna be that bad. And you're like, okay. <laughs> Pretty much, again, predictable. I found out. So, that's the thing. Next to that, I would say that if you ever played Yakuza games, it could actually be very reminiscent of those because of the action scenes sometimes. And honestly, the story is like about delinquents, people who like, you know, youngsters who just want to fight and be better and have a gang, stuff like that. And we do have a villain actually in the story, an actual villain. The thing is that overall season one, I would say that it's a good season. Like it's worth watching. You're probably gonna be like, okay, this this has a good premise. Okay, characters are fine. Some characters are really cool. And when it picks up, it picks up. It just keeps on going and you're just surprised and you're like, okay, this is pretty cool. But then sometimes you're like, okay, why introduce this character? Why introduce it like this? Why not give it more time to breathe and act like a character, you know? Don't bring it in just because you want to move the story forward, because that character doesn't get any development. It's just there because they have to be. They're strong, they're a challenge. Fine. What's the backstory? Why should I care about this character? You don't get that. Sometimes that actually happens. If you read the manga, you will actually see that this is unfortunately something that happens a lot. And you're gonna be like, ugh, fine, I'll bear. And then the crybaby, just crying again and again. And the thing is that, again, this is something that if you read the manga, you will know. But in the anime, it's also there. Like you see that, okay, this character Takemichi is not that powerful. He has a different capability. But honestly, don't all shonen characters, heroes have that? They always, they cry sometimes and they use their... You know, strength to be like, I'm strong, but some of them are actually really strong. Well, very few of them are just stupid to the point that, you know, we are just dumb. We don't do shit. And this isn't actually Shonen Jump, by the way. This is uh, Kodansha, I think. But the thing is, uh, Tokyo Revengers is a weird anime. It's, uh, I wouldn't say it's an acquired taste, by the way, because it's sold really well to know that it's not exactly acquired taste. Uh, the problem is that for the anime, not the manga, I'm not talking about the manga, for the anime I would say that, you know, it's doing something, I mean, maybe? <laughs> it's, it's very weird. I don't know. Boy, it's difficult to just you know, think about it. Would I recommend it? I would, because the characters are fun. Takemichi is fun, Draken is fun, Mikey is fun, uh, Mitsuru is fun, there's, there's so many different characters here, Hinachan is fun, uh, Naoto himself, Kisaki, Chifuyu, so many characters that are really fun to watch and, you know, experience the story with. And there is actually some really cool moments there. Some moments that you're like, oh, that's good. And some moments that, you know, because of the nature of the story, which is time traveling, you're like, okay, Please be the good ending, and you're like, ah, oh, crap. But what happens after it, and you're like, okay, I'm invested in this, in this part of the story. It hits you hard. But then, uh, again, the same thing again and again. It works. Season 1, I would say, is fine. It is worth your time for a watch. If you're interested, of course. If you're interested in the story that 
It's about delinquents, youngsters who are trying to be top of Japan. You have some OP characters such as Mikey. You have a really powerful character like Dragon who actually has a lot of charisma next to Mikey, of course. If you like a character who's trying to show growth, maturity, become a better person, to not be, you know, on the sidelines, to have courage to do what it matters to do. There are these things, these are these things that would, I would say that are the main thing, right? I mean, I'm not gonna go with the fights and stuff like that, sure, that's part of it. But the story is like that, it's basically like, you know, you want to be someone useful, you want to do your best, you don't want to be someone who watches from afar, you want to be part of the conversation, part of the action, everything. And you will do it no matter what, you will do your best, right? So, it's that kind of thing. And I would say that if you are cool with so many shonens, this would probably fall in that category. But you know, because of the story, the nature of the story, the gimmick that is there, it feels a little different, right? And like I said, the main draw, at least for me, were the side characters more so than the main character. Takemichi is a great protagonist, he's fine. But rather, I'm more interested in the side characters. Side characters that they actually spend time talking about, developing. Not just leaving them and be like, okay, new character, we're gonna talk about him. Why? <laughs> Let's talk about this guy. Let's find out more why I should care about this character. Why is he important? There are, and you know, like I said, there are issues, like so many twists that come out of nowhere, are predictable. But like I said, it's the charm of these characters, it's the. I'm not gonna say manliness because that would compare to something like Jojo or something. No, it's not manly. This show is nowhere near manly. More like, you know, the idea of, you know, being strong. Not manly, strong. Where you would say that, okay, I'm strong, I have courage, I wanna fight for what I believe in. That kind of thing. I would say that, okay, if you're looking for that, you're gonna have fun. Because you're gonna be like, yay, this is pretty cool. <laughs> But, uh, is it an anime that I would say makes sense to see it sell tens of million copies? No. I don't know why. I don't even have the urge to go like, yeah, I want this volume, this volume in particular. Like with Demon Slayer, I'm like, yeah, I at least want to buy three of the volumes. Because I love this part of the story. At least three. Maybe even more if I, like, get it somewhere. But when it gets to Tokyo Revengers, I'm like, Mmm, <laughs> tough choice. But it is worth a watch. It is pretty cool at times. And with its with its faults and so many different faults it has, it's at least bearable. And it's a unique experience for once. And like I said, I will talk in more detail when I talk about the manga. And I think by the point that this episode will come out, I probably have talked about the manga because for uh, the anime talk at the start of the year, I'm definitely going to talk about, um, you know, uh, Tokyo Revengers. And then we have Attack on Titan for the Watcher skip. So this would come after I talked about the manga. Yikes. <laughs> Maybe I won't do it. Who knows? By the time this episode comes out, you will see the future that I have woven. Or, the, yeah, probably the future. Or the past. Kind of weird, right? Because of where it falls in timeline? Huh? <laughs> Crazy. Well, I'm joking. However, 
I would say that yeah, Tokyo Revengers is. Um, I don't know. Would I say that you guys should, for example, read the manga immediately after it? Was a different story. I would definitely have to make it before you watch season two, whenever it's coming. I don't know when. It could be months from now, and I probably have no idea how to you know <laughs> remember what the hell. But by that point, I think it actually would end because. It's now it's in it's in the final arc of it, but let's just talk about the anime. The anime is worth a watch. The animation is good. It's not perfect. It's good, really good. In fact, it's actually very close to the manga, which is a very happy thing for me because I thought that this is a very good idea. There are some weird design choices. For example, you know, that's a manga cause fault, by the way. Some of the eyes look so weird. Like some of them look like goats, goat eyes. Some of them look like snake eyes. Different eyes, like you know, you're like, what the hell? Who has eyes like this? There are some weird design choices, right? But overall, it's a good experience. I wouldn't say great. I wouldn't say this is a must-watch anime of the decade, manga of the decade, year even. No, none of that. <laughs> far from that. Way far from that. Well, I would say, if you're looking for new experiences, and you probably have, if you watch everything you have to watch go for this one it's gonna entertain you it's gonna pull you in you're gonna have a lot of fun with it and by the time season three and four roll out you know i think many people would like it because it would be more like a you know i watch it because it's fun am i deeply invested in it no am i like crazy about the story hell no but would i watch it because it's fun and it feels my time yeah sure I mean I watched the first season with lots of you know excitement but when it came to the you know manga that ruined it a little bit <laughs> that's weird I'll talk about that later I think most of this I unfortunately talked about that but yeah watch the anime it's um, when I say watch or skip I say watch not a strong one not an ultimate has to say guys you have to watch this this is something you have to watch no I say that watch it if you have the time if you're interested in this kind of story because I don't think that this is the kind of story that everyone would love like if you're a Yakuza fan video game Yakuza you definitely love this <laughs> there's no way you won't albeit the worst main character but if you are like you know not the kind of a guy who wants to see you know kids beat each other up and you know Having an OP character like, you know, Cosmo Kiryu in the middle of there, I mean, maybe it won't be your cup of tea, but give it a try. It's good. And like I said, it's not perfect. It's not like mind-blowingly awesome to the point that you're going to be like, oh yeah, this is, this is anime of the year. No. <laughs> How did it sell so much? But I would say that, yeah, give it a watch and... It's probably better than what you might expect. Like I said, I, I went in with low expectations. I was like, yeah, I'm not gonna, exp I'm not gonna like this thing. This is overhyped. I came out thinking that yeah, probably it is overhyped and oversold, but it's still good. At least I can still watch it and be like, yeah, this is, this is not wasting my time, you know. And it's good. Well, like a seven or eight. Let's cut. No, to the middle and be like 7.5 right yeah 7.5 actually feels really good to say for Tokyo Revengers 
<laughs> I don't feel like this is a fair review because I read the manga, that's why I'm giving it such a score. But to be honest, before I read the manga, I think for me it was a definite 8. Moving on to 9. The reason that it was held back for me before moving on to something higher was the protagonist a little bit. Uh, the story, the nature of the twists, the terrible development of sub-characters, not explaining them. Like, you know, when you don't understand a story, probably it's because, you know, the story is way too complicated. Looking at you, Evangelion, by the way. It's still in my, on my mind, like, I don't know what the hell. But, this is not like that, you're just like, okay, am I supposed to know? And they're like, probably not, because I don't. Because I watched it back to back and it still was like, how did this happen? And when they tell you like, was it that difficult to say then? Why? And this is also a problem in the manga as well. So, I would say, yeah, probably an 8 before reading the manga. <laughs> so, still, I'd, I'd give it a watch. Go watch it, it's fun. It's not deep, it's not revolutionary storytelling it's not something but the gimmick that they chose is a terrible one time travel has so many downsides rather than upsides time travel looks nice on the paper but when you get into it when you write the story you're just killing yourself with that story you're just putting yourself deeper and deeper and deeper into so many things that you have to fix so many things that you have to keep in mind and my god it's a bad idea never a good idea always on the paper you're like <laughs> yeah this is really good. And they're like, oh shit, what have I done? So, yeah, it's a, it's a pass. You can watch it, you can have fun. But don't expect something revolutionary. Don't expect something that you're like, oh my god, this is so good. No. No. And by the way, the only thing redeeming quality are the characters. Watch it for the characters. Watch it for their charisma, for their story, for who they are, what they are. Their relationships to each other, which is really explained well, especially like Toman, the gang that is there, it is really explained beautifully. The relationships, it's the strength of it. Takemichi is not the strength of the show or the manga. The strength are the side characters. Remember this when watching it. Tokyo Avengers is really good because of the side characters, because of who they are, what they are. Not because of their powers or something like that, no, in fact, it's just about their development. The strength of this is not even in the villains, you don't have villains that are that good to be memorable, but you have scenes that are about these characters, their, you know, connections, their relationships, what they mean to each other, what have they done in the past, like, who are they really under this tough exterior, for example. There is so much that makes it such a good anime in that regard. That should have been the focus, but it isn't. And I would say that that makes it a great anime. But, again, so many twists and turns for no reason. Villains that have been underdeveloped, which becomes unfortunately a trope in this particular manga, and anime actually, uh, makes it not that great. But, again, Watch it for the side characters, who I think they are the main characters, not even Takemichi, the main hero. There's just so much love about it when you think about it. But, like I said, also, there is so much that bugs it down. So, 
Not a perfect anime, not anime of the year, decade, none of that shit. But pretty good. You can watch it, you can have fun, you can be like, yeah, this is a story that maybe I can relate to, a story that actually works well when it wants to, when it actually wants to spend time talking about guys that actually make sense. Go for it. Watch it. You're gonna have fun. That's it. That's my review or on Watch or Skip Tokyo Revengers. Go have fun. Tell me your opinion. Did you think that this was overhyped? I'm not gonna say overrated. It's not overrated. Uh, but it is overhyped. So tell me. Watch it and say that, yeah, is it overhyped? Is it not overhyped? Did you think that it was a good story in the anime? And if you have read the manga, I would love to know your opinions and see what you guys um, think about it. So tell me and we'll see like you know what you guys think. And uh, that's it. Until next time, guys. I'll see you next week. I don't know with what anime. I hope it will be a good one. I'm actually kind of burned out at the moment. But I'll hope that I can. Uh, bring you some good animes. Alright. Until later, guys. Have fun. Watch it and tell me what you guys think. Okay? See you guys very soon on the next episode. Bye!